Welcome to Old vs. Gold, the podcast that takes your fond childhood memories of movies and television and holds them up to the harsh light of today. This week we take a look back at previous episodes and give our best and worst of 2013 in this year's New Year's Eve special. Wait. That's her Titanic impression. <laughs> can, can, can I get up on that door, please? There's room. There's really room. We've yeah. looked at this. There's, there's room on the door. There's, there's room. Just try again. Oh, screw it. I'm just going to die. Uh, I'm going to drown. And... <laughs> and that is one of the biggest selling movies of all time. The. 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 It is the, the. biggest. The. Wow. Yes. With a capital yeah. T. Rena and I saw that together twice in the theater. Oh. It might be hard to find someone that we know that has nostalgic, warm feelings for Titanic. Uh, I don't know. I'm going to have you to know, ask some. I don't have I, do, I do for the art direction and wardrobe. Oh. Oh. I actually yeah. do. Your I, nephew? I, they captured the... He uh, likes the destruction. Wait, my, I like... my nephew likes any movie with big destruction in it, so he loves the Titanic. I think anything with Kathy Bates in it is pretty damn awesome. Yeah, and she I agree. played like a badass. She did in, it, in a know, big hat, and, Molly yeah, Brown. You know, she played like not a, just an aristocrat, but she was like the barefoot contestant. She was down to earth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I then, don't hate. I don't hate them. I don't. It, it, there are schmaltzy bits, mm-hmm. but I don't hate. There are a lot of aspects of it I like. I mean, I like the more the effects part of it like uh-huh. the water tank knowing like they had a huge water tank in Tijuana yeah. that you know they were I mean like honestly you do. all the yes. yeah. and a donkey but all, yeah. all they, they did some groundbreaking you know stuff with oh yeah with definitely. water tanks and yeah. you know so I appreciate mm-hmm. it on that level and I also I love the you know the whole wardrobe and yeah. art direction and capturing an era and I thought they did mm-hmm. a good job mm-hmm. and what's really awesome is if you watch it in, in rewind it's actually about <laughs> about a magical ship that saves people <laughs> <laughs> but we were talking about the magic Christian earlier which is all Peter about, Sellers which is a Peter Sellers oh. and Ringo Starr movie oh dear what? Like Ringo Starr about acting a ship called The Magic Christian and that is an amazing movie if you ever care to watch it. The boat themed podcast. Based on a Terry Oh my god, we should do that Titanic uh, Speed 2 which is which (laughs) takes on a boat Boat, instead of a bus. Life of Pi. Life of Pi. Yeah, yeah. This is good. Uh, Das Boat. Does boot. <laughs> no, that's not well, you saw boat. Life of Pi this year. Are we counting yeah. submarines or not? That was last year. Yellow well, submarine. Well, I mean, it's Does in the count? water, right? Okay. They yes. may have to do Red oh, October. Sure. Yeah. Red, oh, oh, yeah. Red yeah. October. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crimson Tide, that Denzel Washington movie. Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. I am Robert, independent filmmaker, gamer, and the New Year's baby, let's say. <laughs> With me, as always, is Tim. Hi, I'm Tim. I'm the old year's cranky old man. Aww, Aww, no. Who also cranky. has a diaper. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> this is getting weird. Well, also so joining us is Dana. Hi, I'm Dana. I do comedy and music and other fun stuff and podcasts with my friends. <laughs> and Mary Ellen. I'm Mary Ellen. I'm Dana's trusty sidekick. <laughs> <laughs> also, Danny. I am Danny. I'm a writer and shit talker. <laughs> and joining us via the interwebs from the East Coast is Jack. Hi, I'm Jack, editor, amateur actor, and I've just returned from counting the cars on the New Jersey Turnpike. Mm. DJ Homeboy Remote. And final count is? <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> Way too many. Yeah, in so. front of you. That's yes. a lot. Oh, the ones terrible. behind, behind you I just don't matter. care. <laughs> That's sexy. <laughs> Speaking of sexy, let's talk about our favorite films of the new year. Whoa, what a transition that, that was. was, huh? that was back to the, yeah, that was really nice. Uh, so of the films I saw, mm-hmm. my top three, yes. The World's End. Mm-hmm. Basically, if Edgar Wright has something in the year, it's going to be number one. Yeah. Uh, then Gravity. And then this is a lesser known film, uh, Zero Charisma. Mm. Oh, the gaming. Oh, the gamer I heard about that. Yes, yeah. yes I've uh, heard about gamer, that and I want to see it. Yeah, it's a kind of a Dungeons and Dragons yep. thing. It's, it's, it's really good. It's a low budget film. It's very, very entertaining. Worst, Star Trek Into Darkness, The Europa Report, and Upstream oh, Color. I haven't even heard of those last two, and that's okay. That's okay. You don't have to worry about it. So, <laughs> uh, Tim? Well, yours is pretty much the same as mine, oh. except that I haven't seen Upstream Color. Oh, that's right. But since yeah. I hated Primer, I won't be seeing Upstream See, Color. See, I liked Primer, so I thought this would be good, and it started out great, and it just kind of became this weird, abstract thing. I don't know. Has anyone else seen it? No. Am I the only no. one? Yes. Wow. This room? Yeah. Looks that right, way. Well, it's then, obscure. Well, then let's move no on. Let's move on. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I loved The World's End. Yeah. It's easily my second favorite Edgar Wright movie. Ah. And Climbing. I, I don't know if it will ever catch Scott Pilgrim, but, <laughs> boy, it's really, we watched it again lately. We'll watch it again, and, and we'll, we watch commentary. It's just so layered. There's mm-hmm. so much stuff there. Yes. It's so funny. And, yeah, that's really good. Um... Gravity. We've all seen Gravity? Yes. No, I didn't get to see Gravity. It's really good. You should go see it. Oh, no, I'd like to hear what you guys thought. Well, you should see it. A, you should see it big screen in 3D. It's the only, like, one of the few movies I would ever recommend in 3D. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. it really adds to it. And the main reason is his long one shot. I mean, it's all CGI, but. Yeah. yeah. And I heard that they. But long takes. Up-resed, up-resed, quote-unquote. From 2D to 3D, so it wasn't originally 3D, which shocked me because it looked really good. It was good. really good. Yeah. Um, but because of the long takes, which is something your eye is used to, your eye is not used to blinking and suddenly being in another part of the room. Right. Right? So this 3D worked a lot better. Yes. So. But if you told me at the beginning of the year, there's this really good movie that has Sandra Bullock and George Clooney. <laughs> and it's in 3D. I'm like, you're high. But, no, <laughs> but it turned out to be true. And it's weird. It's not like it's the best movie ever. It's, there's lots of flaws. You know, there's kludgy storytelling. Yeah, but it's yeah. so well shot. Yeah. And it's so suspenseful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you know, it's so unbelievably, I mean, it's shockingly suspenseful. It's like, even if you think, oh, well, I'll be fine. I know how it turns out, but you yeah. don't. So. <laughs> you don't really, yeah. Uh, Dana? Uh, similar tastes and uh, films. Uh, Gravity is probably my number one. Uh, the World's End is probably my number two, again, mm. in the trilogy of Shaun of the Dead, Hot mm. Fuzz. I mean, I also appreciate Scott Pilgrim, but mm. I was kind of keeping it within those three right, right, as right, yeah. part of uh-huh. that trilogy. And I was actually, I knew I was going to enjoy World's End, and I was surprised that I enjoyed it so, so much. Yeah. I knew mm. I'd be like, oh, this is mm. going to be funny. I, I think I laughed every single moment mm-hmm. of that film. Yeah. Like you said, so so well layered. So that was kind of the most pleasant surprise. And I'm going to throw uh, obscure, but I hope hopefully not obscure for long, uh, <laughs> and a uh, friend of ours uh, film, I Am a Ghost. 
Oh, I think that oh, was yeah, actually yeah. my third favorite movie of I, all the movies that I saw this year because yes. it was so well done. H.P. Mendoza, hopefully yes. coming to distribution near yes. you soon. Yeah, yeah I think is. I didn't think of that because I think of it as a 2012 movie because that's the first time we saw it when it was uh, on the festival also circuit. Also, we know so. him. Oh. Also, yeah, we know been him. on the podcast. <laughs> yes. so I was okay. kind of but like, it's still a really favorite good movie. movie of the year. This guy. I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> no, I'm allowed but to say it. No, it's okay. It's, but it's not. It's not untrue. It's not untrue. Mary Ellen. Uh, I would second the gravity vote. Um, I thought it, it completely transported me to another world, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, and I love the pace of the movie. I I loved Mm -hmm. the pace and I, I'm sure the studio did not like the pace when they probably got the rough cut in, Uh um, because it was, it's, it's not what a typical um, action or mm, sci-fi yeah. audience would probably yeah. want. Mm. You know, they would want something faster and, and oh, just knowing how studios think, they uh, they probably okay. applied some pressure to Alfonso Cuaron to, to, yeah. to, to move it along. And he said, go away. Yeah. Yes. And, and I, and I think <laughs> yes. it really works and I think it's, I think it's a beautiful movie. Uh, Danny? Oh my god, this is so pathetic. I'm like actually scrolling through on my phone as you guys are talking (laughs) the list of Hollywood films from 2013. And and now I actually realize I did watch a lot of films. However, they were all mostly bad. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, uh, well, I'm going to start with ones that I did enjoy. I'm a horror movie fan, so Mm -hmm. I actually enjoyed um, The Evil Dead um, oh, the remake? The oh. remake. Hmm. Yeah. Sam Raimi, I think, co-produced. Yeah, it. he was distantly um, involved. <laughs> and and said, yes, it, as a standalone piece, it, it worked. I thought it worked really well. Um, and as a companion to the original um, trilogy, uh, it supplemented that really well huh. um, and, and revised the storyline, but from a female protagonist standpoint. Um, and, and what they did with her character was was actually interesting. So that was one. Um, I actually just got done with a horror film festival um, called Another Hole in the Head. Yeah. Uh, they just celebrated their 10 years. Uh, cool. And there was this indie film called Found that was incredibly character driven. And mm. that's an obscure one. Um, but, you know, keep an eye out for, you know, uh, film festivals in your neighborhood, whatever, um, in your area, uh, see if they have found it's, it's, it's doing the circuits right now. And that one was actually pretty powerful. Um, it's, it actually works mostly as a drama, but it doesn't become a horror movie until like maybe the last like 20 minutes, Uh um, which, you know, I think that's, that's something that I look for, uh, in, in a film that can transcend, you know, a genre. All right. Um, Jack. (laughs) Danny, you? you've got me absolutely beat. Um, I've been <laughs> reviewing on my phone, as we've been uh, talking here, and I can officially say I saw four films this year. I'm, I, I feel horrible. This has got to be my lowest total in my adult life, maybe even in my pre- prepubescent life. Um, so I'll just run through all four. Um, <laughs> easily the best for me. Uh, was uh, Joss Whedon's Much Ado About Nothing. Mm-hmm. Not perfect, but okay. pretty darn good. I, I, I think he absolutely found the story, okay. uh, which doesn't always happen with Shakespeare. Um, and uh, the lead's very engaging, obviously. Uh, so many alums from his other shows and, and films. Uh, but I, I thoroughly enjoyed myself and, and thought it worked incredibly well. Uh, moving up... Uh, or moving down rather a level, um, 
would be Pacific Rim. Uh, a fun little romp mm. for if you're mm. going to have a, a, an action-adventure summer thing. Down from there would be uh, Man of Steel, which I was anticipating very hard. I'm a big Superman guy. And it was a two-plus-hour setup for the film. I, uh, I feel like the next yeah. film is going to be hmm. really quite okay. something. But this was a lot of setup for... Him not yet being Superman. That was my only problem with it. Oh, okay. Um, I was about to ask, what, what is your Zack Snyder track record? <laughs> um, you know, I haven't seen that much from Mr. Snyder, actually, okay. other than um, the only one that springs to mind is, is Watchmen. Right. Um, which, I which didn't work, but I can't blame him for because it, it should have been a miniseries on HBO. Oh. Mm, that's uh, a good point. Was 300 uh, him? 300. 300 was yeah. him. Yeah, and I have not seen that. Did not see Sucker Punch. Um, but I, I, I liked it. I wanted to like it more, and I look forward to the next one. And then on the bottom is Star Trek Into Darkness, um, and only because it, again, all about setup yeah. and not enough about telling the story of that movie. I mean, just give me the movie. I'm remembering actually one more film from 2013 okay. that I really liked. Um, and I think I really liked it just because of the cast and the performances were so great. And that was Blue Jasmine. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. We did see Ben. I don't know the Woody okay. Allen movie Woody Allen. That, that came out this was year. Very, very good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Really good. Kate Blanchett is amazing. Hmm. Um, that's true. That's a close. The whole cast. Yeah. Third, almost a yeah. tie with third. Yeah. Um, the other one I th want to throw in, I remember it's not really technically a 2013 movie, but I don't think it got to most cities until 2013. It's really small, super indie. Is um, uh, in the family. Hmm. Which oh, is yes. a movie about um, a gay man trying to raise his son in the Midwest, and it's shot like and written like no other movie you will see. Oh. He's basically hmm. like thrown out the rules of how, thrown out all these rules about how movies can be constructed, but very but with good reason. It's like almost all the shots are long, long static takes. Hmm. And do you think? Yeah, it works. And it actually winds up, it winds up setting the scene so well that it turns it into the environment that the characters live in. Mm. So it works really like that. And it's, it's dramatic without being melodramatic. Like, um, mm. you know, it's any other movie would follow again, a certain template mm -hmm. about when tears should happen right. and all that. And it doesn't do that. That's the sort of thing that would never be made in Hollywood. Oh no, no, yeah, no, no. It had to be an indie. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I did want to discuss various uh, like reboots and remakes. Okay. Of, of I mean this uh, this has been happening since Hollywood well, existed, sure. right? right? Yeah, I, yeah. I I found a film that was made in 1927 called The Cat and the Canary. Mm -hmm. It was then remade in 1939, starring Bob Hope. So I mean this this happens a lot. And There's Hitchcock of... remade one of his own movies. Twice. He did. Yes. Yep. Twice. 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 Yeah. Oh, which one? No, I mean, no. sorry, there were two oh, of them. Oh, I see, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Were, we remade oh, his oh, own oh, movie. Yeah. He, he did North he did by it, Northwest by Northwest by he Northwest. Did it, he did it once as a British production and then once again as a Hollywood production. Oh, uh, okay, right, yeah. right. Okay. But, uh, and there's uh, RoboCop is coming up. Right. Yeah. I'm not, I've seen the trailer. Yeah, it's just, I think it's I'm terrible. I'm just kind of like, meh, whatever. Um, <laughs> there's TV shows out now. Like, we recently watched a Hawaii Five-0 uh, remake Hawaii Five-0. Right. Yeah. It was. Uh, it was okay. It was. 
No. I say it bring was, back the dynamic Aquaman. Was all, yeah. yeah, there needs to be an Aquaman. Aquaman movie. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Not just on the show Entourage for realsies. Uh, right. Yeah. Well, they did try to make that as or a TV show. Oh, this is not the podcast to get me started on my epic rant on why the F Wonder Woman can't lead her own oh, effing dear. movie after 30 years oh, of trying. Yes. And that yeah. brings us back to a Joss. It always sad. comes back to Joss, right, Jack? Yep. Yep. I, okay. I, that that's an epic rant for another time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we should do that one as a duo. That might yeah. be fun. That's going to be the Jack and Dana rant. Show. <laughs> Love it. See, Although I, 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 I do remember, wasn't there a TV show that for, was in the works? There was, oh, right. Yeah, it got canceled after one yeah. episode because it was Allie McBeal, Wonder Woman. It was yeah. literally the same oh, wow. um, yeah. uh, producer trying to revive his own career and... It was um, what happens when Wonder Woman, uh, idol of millions of girls my age and younger and older, uh, is whiny and pining for a man the whole time. Who was she played by again? No, some obscure new actress that who came and went in a heartbeat. Yeah, Yeah, she was. She was on Friday Night Lights, I think. That's all. Yeah, something like that. I I do. I do remember reading an article about how she actually kind of badmouthed Wonder Woman's character oh yeah and linda carter came after her and i was like yes smack down she did linda carter smacked her down quite quite deservedly so there's actually um for for favorite short films of the year is probably the wonder woman short by rainfall productions that's made its way around facebook and the internet and that is a perfectly done Mm -hmm. i think four or five minutes and Mm -hmm. it is Hmm. perfect if you can get that same crew even with that same actress to expand that sucker and i'm ranting i'm gonna stop okay. I, I while we're at on wonder woman just because i, I gotta say how much i love linda carter mm. both, uh, both her and wonder woman as does, a character does anyone here on this podcast right now not love linda carter we all love linda we all carter love we all love her but what's really yes. great about Wonder Woman is if I don't know if you guys know this, but the man who invented Wonder Woman, he was actually mm-hmm. a female supremacist. Like literally, he was in this. He was dominant, in Amazon. Yeah, he was this into. He yeah. was like into BDSM, and yep. he had yep. him and his wife. They had a live-in female slave, oh. and yep. he like believed that women were far superior intellectually, physically, and and wow. everything. Far superior. <laughs> <laughs> to men and that um creatively like where wonder woman and the whole amazonian lore and, mm-hmm. and all that coming uh that that uh was a response to um nazism mm-hmm. and and how he viewed like the nazis as this uh, uh f- masculine fascism gone way overboard and so mm-hmm. you know here we had a wonder woman and she would participate in the amazonian boot camp which is essentially hey we're gonna beat each other <laughs> and tie each other up with our magic glasses and and, and and yeah we're gonna like we're, we're hot women beating each other down and this is how <laughs> this is how we're gonna save the world and now you linda carter are gonna go out and you're gonna tie up people <laughs> and you're gonna rule <laughs> yeah, awesome. And your stunt double's yeah. going to be a big hairy dude because there were no stunt women no. in the mid seventies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, um, I, I want to time... throw in here real quickly because there's literally nowhere else in the entire universe I can ever do this. While I have never met Linda Carter, I once served on an advisory board with her. So, oh, wow. that's close yeah. enough for me. Yeah. yeah, it works. Can I touch you? 
<laughs> Through Skype. Please. But let's do our uh, episode recap. I'd like to quickly go through each episode that we've done up to this point. Okay. And just mention any kind of updates or anything about... Uh, and, and anyone who wasn't on the podcast, if you want to say something about the movie in question, uh, go right ahead. But we'll try to burn through these real quick. Uh, for very first episode, when the podcast actually had a different name, <laughs> and we didn't have the old versus gold voting, uh, was The Goonies. Mm. Yay. Back at the beginning of October. Um, I love the Goonies. Yes. Too. <laughs> one, one thing I found recently was that there's a lot of people who have gone to Astoria in Oregon mm-hmm. and and filmed the locations and have edited nice little YouTube clips of like, here's the shot from the movie. Now here's my shot and here's me running where Chunk ran and all this stuff. And they're, they're pretty cool. Just uh, fan vids. Yeah, you should you should check oh, those clips out. Um, the thing I want to mention about the Goonies is when we did that podcast, I tossed off jokingly the notion that, as far as the song, Cindy Lauper's song, that she just had that lying around and oh. they asked her for it. She said, "Oh, sure, whatever, take it." That's almost the truth. I found out later. It's like she was involved in getting the music together for the movie, so she wound up doing that. But A, they forced the Goonies R part of the title on her. The studio did. She didn't want that. The song was just called Good Enough. Um, (laughs) She grew to hate, hate, hate the song. Mm. She wouldn't do it in concert for years. She wouldn't put it on Greatest Hits albums for years. And Mm. she finally got to the point where she she found out fans actually liked it and she started doing it occasionally in shows and everything. And then she got to go on... Then she got to mock it on Bob's Burgers, so I think she... Oh, <laughs> that was a real turnaround. Yes. Yay. She, she Bob's faced Burgers. her circle. demon. Yeah. Exactly. Talking about so. TV shows we like. This year. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so that's um, it. But. I love the Goonies because, to me, I, I mean, I was this little Asian-American kid. Oh. And you didn't, you don't get to see a lot of representation of yourself on, oh, yeah. on mm-hmm. like, mass media. And, yeah. like, data was bad ass. Fucking slip shoes to the day I die. (laughs) Anyone else? Goonies? Loved it. Thumbs up. Okay. Um, Also, I have links and and we'll post them somewhere. Sean Astin's emotional speech from the Goonies Mm. and his emotional speech from the Two Towers. Yay! (laughs) You can watch them back to back. Sam Wise. (laughs) Because we mentioned in the podcast that he can can totally sell the inspirational speech. Mm -hmm. He has a tot. And is it, here he is, the youngest and the oldest. <laughs> is it possible for you to take those two clips and do them backwards to forwards the way that some people do um, the shining backwards and forwards overlaid on top of one another? Oh. And, Editing fun. Yeah. Like, do they, do they p- and then you smoke a lot of Floyd? pot and watch it? Well, no, you just play it the way that, <laughs> yeah. it, with, with just keeping the original soundtrack. And uh, apparently it's like a really trippy experience. I wonder why. Wow. Oh. Dark Side of the Moon. Yeah, with, dark side. Oh, you beat me to it. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, episode two was Fright Night. I was on that. Yes. You were, yes, you were. Yes, That's you right. Were. You in April, I believe. Nice. Yep. And Tim. Yep. Mm-hmm. I was always here. Um, I don't really have any uh, news about that. I mean, there was a sequel um, that apparently... It was terrible. It was terrible. And there was a reboot <laughs> that wasn't all that great. Either. Oh, the, the reboot with... Um, what's his name who's irrelevant now? The doc- uh, One of the what? doctors. That's Colin why we can't Farrell. remember. Colin Farrell. David oh, Tennant. Yeah. Yeah. also in it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who's oh. irrelevant now? <laughs> Except I read Except last week Farrell. that yeah. he had an affair with Elizabeth Taylor. <gasps> that makes him. That's the only well, that thing that makes him relevant makes him again. Relevant yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh wow! Yeah. That's probably so the now. reason he said it. <laughs> it was a supermarket tabloid, mind you. Uh, so okay, but still. Uh, okay. Um, episode three was Gremlins. 
Yay. I oh wish I God. could have participated. I'm re-wearing re the Gremlin shirt. Yes. In, it's my only podcast topic-related wear that I have. Bright light. Uh, oh, my God. I, I love the Gremlins because if Gremlins didn't exist, Furbies wouldn't exist. Right. Uh, uh, yes. oh, Good point. Um, uh, number two, I... Um, uh, just like Data, I think that Fu Manchu yellow peril caricature yeah. who runs the shop is yeah. also a role model for me to aspire after. Oh, is it? Oh, no. I, yeah. I'm, I'm, Keep growing those fingernails, oh, Danny. totally. I can't perform basic acts or acts of personal hygiene. Um, but let me tell you, I, I can scoop up some blow from a mile away. Um, I, I, uh, one thing, I, oh my God, I love the, the, the garbage disposal oh, yes, yes. scene. There's so many great little gags. Yeah. Um, the kitchen scene is just awesome. Flat out. Like rigging the old people stair movers thing yeah. so that it f slingshots you yes. out the window and to this day i literally you know uh when i was a kid i didn't hear a lot of christmas carols because my parents were were immigrants but i do remember that the gremlins was the very first time that i heard the do you hear what all right oh. and it scared the oh. shit out of me <laughs> and to this day i actually find that song creepy playing on coit uh really creepy wow like wow. it is every day i can right see now. why um <laughs> the neat thing about gremlins i found later after we did the podcast and i put a link to it on our twitter feed at hidden dudley mm. but um this year was released some behind the scenes footage from gremlins that oh. was i think it seems like it was like a featurette that was mm -hmm. put out at the time they made it and the best very and then you know spielberg's there and it's you know the usual fine you know behind the scenes look but the very best part is there's a great scene where Joe Dante is talking to the the kid who played the it's a Chinese man helper or son or, or grandson or whatever <laughs> in the Chinese shop. Secret. And, yes. and, and <laughs> Mr. Hear, Chow. And, and he's asking the very um, perfectly rational question of why isn't this movie set at Christmas going to be released at Christmas? And Joe Dante explains that in Hollywoodies, saying, well, if we released it at Christmas, that would limit its span in the theaters because no one wants to see a Christmas movie after Christmas. And if we release it in the summer, it can play for weeks and weeks and we'll make more money. And the kid just kind of says, "What?" And he no, not kind of says. The kid actually says, "You're the director." Well, he like wow. touches yes. his shoulder and, yes. like and pats him away and like, pats him director and pats him condescendingly. Oh, that's awesome. great. Well, you know best, I guess. <laughs> Although director doesn't really set the schedule. But yeah, that's true. Still, he well. pretended to buy it. <clears throat> yes. So okay, then we did some next generation Star Trek: The Next Generation episodes. Mm -hmm. Daddy um, was there for. And, and, yeah, I, I, was there and I chose, yes, you were there for that. And I chose two episodes. We had two separate episodes, <laughs> The Naked Now and Conspiracy. And uh, I, the reason why I chose these two is The Naked Now <laughs> um, probably has the most memorable lines. Oh, yes. For the first season, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so I chose that one. And I chose Conspiracy because it was the most unusual of the first season. Mm -hmm. It was yeah. the most off-brand kind yeah. of episode yeah. of The Next Generation, the first season. Yeah. Uh, so that's why I picked those, and we'll do more in the future. Yeah. So, Jack, you're here, yeah. and you're a Trek fan, and you yes, work sir. with us for those podcasts. So, your yeah. your memories and verdicts on those two? Well, uh, I remember uh, I and, and I I'm almost certain I'm echoing something that was said in the podcast that I anticipated Next Generation, mm -hmm. and and you know, in the months leading up to it, was so excited, and the the the. The pilot uh, encounter at Far Point comes on. It's like, okay, yeah, okay, not great, but pretty good. And I can see this taking off. And then the Naked Now is the very next episode. <laughs> yes. It's like, yep. wait a minute. Uh, I, I, I've seen... 
Really? Is this going to be a whole series? So, yeah, uh, a lot of the things I, I found myself nodding constantly while listening to that episode of uh, OVG. So, uh, yeah, you, you guys nailed it. Everybody else voted both oh, of those episodes right. down. Yeah. And I was the sure. only one who was like, yes, <laughs> keep on going with how terrible this is. <laughs> but, but that's... Just that's because, well, I mean, like, I was, I was also advocating okay. for the audience to smoke weed while they watched yeah, it. That's that makes true. it better. And you, sure. you said that it was more fun watching it with a group of people because we oh. were just riffing it. Yeah, yeah. we were making yeah. fun of oh, it. Oh, yeah. It's like, has... we were definitely entertained. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Along with the themes of uh, Christmas movies, we did Die Hard at the end right. of October. Yes. Yeah. Alan Rickman. Yes. <clears throat> Hello, Rickman. I'm yes. Alan Rickman. Yes. Yes. Do we all have an Alan was... Rickman impression? All of us? Yes, all I, at the I same time. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, I say, ready? What's yours, Three. Jack? Hello, I'm Alan Rickman. <laughs> oh, that's the best. <laughs> <laughs> Now I have a machine yes. gun. Home, so, home, home. so yeah, I was the diehard virgin. Yes, I guess, that's and right. I was not won over. So yeah, I know I've seen all of the sequels except the most recent one where he has a, a hot son. Something like that, yeah. We all, we all skipped yeah. that one. Uh, I haven't seen that one yet. I'm, of course, waiting for a video or streaming or, I don't know, whatever, being sick one day and <laughs> lying on the couch. <laughs> yes, sure. I think the biggest value um, for me from the original Die Hard is the trick of scrunching your barefooted toes into the carpet of oh. the hotel room to oh. ground after traveling. Mm. It actually works. Really? It's, it that does. Was my it's whole really t- good advice. That's the whole thing I got from that movie. Yes. It was like, oh, mildly entertaining, a lot of weird, dumb, illogical decisions. But, you know, that toe scrunching thing, that's actually served me for the last 20 something years and, and now you're ready to crash through a window if you yes. need to yes walk barefoot <laughs> on glass yes i just like die hard simply because it spawned the title die hard with a vengeance yes. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> um and we also did red dawn which was a big disappointment <laughs> oh. Not to me, because I, I didn't have fond memories of it already. Well, yeah, so. yeah. I, I did have oh, yep, fond memories it of it, and yes, was was disappointed in how just bad it was all around. And <laughs> it didn't really make <laughs> oh, any God. sense. Yeah. We haven't gotten around to it yet, but we keep thinking we should actually watch that reboot, because yeah. really, could it be worse? Yeah. Apparently so. No. Oh, <laughs> I think there's room. I, ha- I haven't, the, but the reviews okay. say it worse, actually is worse. Worse than Robert Altman's Popeye? Oh, we'll have oh my to god, do with olive one. oil? Yeah. yeah Actually, <laughs> was um, in The Shining. <laughs> so, oh, that's right. So, yeah, I kept threatening Tim every day, we should watch this remake for no. the podcast. And I but then I call never his bluff bring and myself say, up to it. It probably isn't worse. It probably sucks. <laughs> but I don't know. Uh, the Never Ending Story. <gasps> oh my god. The Never Ending Story. story. <laughs> <laughs> Sung by the guy oh, who sang Lamal. for uh, yeah, by, um, Kaja Gugu. Kaja Gugu. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a fun episode, a, a children's movie with lots of um, children's movie. Bre- oh my God. <laughs> the flying <laughs> white dachshund, uh, Chinas, yeah. children's around. or stoners, yeah. stoners. I yeah. think I think children's stoners, <laughs> children's child stoners. stoners. <laughs> 
Oh they accident- I- it was for kids who accidentally ate mom and dad's cookies off the counter. Yes. Oh my- I, I love that movie. I, w- I wish I could have been there for that podcast uh, because mm-hmm. the rock monster looked like a giant turd. <laughs> and he ate giant turds. <laughs> yes. And then that, that was all very puzzling. That, that really fast moving snail yeah. was just kind of grotesque looking. Mm-hmm. And then. Ortec, or I, I think that's the name of the horse that drowns in the swamp right. of sadness. Yeah. It was yes. just really wonderful and horrific yes. when you're a child. Yeah, it was heartbreaking. <laughs> sad, you stupid horse. Yes. Yeah. And then, and then, yes. oh, oh, what else? And then there's like the the, the whole bullying storyline with yeah. uh, with Bastion out in the real world. Right, right, right. And I, je- I honestly thought that Atreyu mm-hmm. for the first three years that I watched that film and, and I did watch it Not on that VP, long Wait, no. on VHS <laughs> yeah. I thought that Atreyu for the first three years that I watched it was a girl Oh, and I loved oh. her like she was my hero hair. I seriously wanted to be Atreyu and then when I found out that she was a, actually a guy I was like oh uh, that changes my opinion a little bit but he's still a badass I'm not too bad and, I mean he gets to ride around on that white dachshund yes yes you yes, know yes. and Yes, we learned that Atreyu is not a good life coach. Yeah. No. And then the um, the uh, childlike empress that looks like an androgynous like chemotherapy patient. <laughs> yeah. And she's just like, why don't you do what you always dreamed, Bastion? It was very gender bending. Yeah. Yes, yes, true. Loved it. It was everything bending. Um, and I was trying to think of other like things that supposedly are meant for children, but adults would like, um, uh, like Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah. is we love which is very enjoyable yes. Yes. for us adults. Uh, yes, and uh, but is made for kids apparently, ostensibly, ostensibly. Yeah. I, I don't know if Ren and Stimpy could be categorized as made Same for kids. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't it's a know. little too much, but I don't know. Maybe not. No, kids like that. Mm-hmm. We'll have to watch that for yeah. children's yeah. programming. I mean, it was almost like. Um, I mean, Ren Stimpy came, was a, was in the same era as Beavis and Butthead. Right, right. That's right. What I was yeah. They Beavis were definitely not. Yeah, they, they looked like children programming, but they were <laughs> not intended for. But no. I think I think Ren and Stimpy worked, and the network was aware that worked because there was a lot of you know boogers and grossness, you yeah. know, that yeah. kids yeah. love, and you know, <laughs> on that level. So I think it actually does work. Don't piss on the electric fence. Yes, exactly. They didn't say piss. They were whiz. Oh, was it Wiz? Yeah, Wiz. Okay, sorry. It's been some years. Yeah. My memory. And now you have SpongeBob's uh, SpongeBob SquarePants, which is like the non-threatening version of Ren and Stimpy. Gentler. Uh, so Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I wish Yay. I had been on that one. I yeah. love that movie. Ditto, ditto. And as a child of the Chicago suburbs, I really should have been. That. I like to imagine would have really been my high school experience had I stayed in Chicago. I left uh, during junior high, um, so I would I would go back during the summers and also I I saw that movie. It's like, but this is what I would have gotten if I gotten to stay in Chicago. Mom and Dad, I hate you so much. I just I yeah I was crushed out on Mia Sarah and still am. Sure, the female lead. Okay. The actress who oh, played yes, the yes, uh, yes, girlfriend. Okay, yes. okay. girlfriend. Uh, Last Starfighter. Yeah. That got a lot of love. It got a lot of love, yes. I, I, it was really good. Have you seen The Last I Starfighter? I don't think I have seen <gasps> it. No. 
Oh, I had seen uh-oh. it long ago, a couple of times. It was mm. I hadn't seen it super recently, and I wasn't on on that broadcast, as all mm. of our fans know. Um, <laughs> I think it's good viewing, especially for California people who are in California. I think so. Now. I would agree. There's yeah. an extra layer to it. Of, yeah. Where is this magical trailer park? Mm-hmm. That uh, I I have found a YouTube clip or two of people driving up to the store that was the oh. Otis's uh, diner mm-hmm. or whatever the hell that was. Mm-hmm. And but the uh-huh. area down where the trailer park is is private property, so no one oh. ever goes in there. But there's a fence, and it looks just like it did before. You know, mm-hmm. the, the building is still. It's like north of LA somewhere, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it's somewhere out yeah. there. Um, I wanted to discuss the age of CGI when dun, we, dun, since we've gotten to the last Starfighter, and I was thinking about like um, Jurassic Park is probably the first time we see like realistic animal. Dun, yeah, done dun, really well. Done yeah, really well, and I remember <laughs> that. I like to go back and watch that now. Um, yeah, we should do that one because there are bound to yeah. be some fans. And, mm-hmm. yeah. But but I mean, I, I still think that for interacting people don't realize that in Jurassic Park there was still a lot of puppetry there was still a lot of animatronic things I mean they had the giant dinosaur head they had the little raptors Mm -hmm. who were running around the kitchen all the close-ups really were still animatronics and and puppets and robots I don't think CGI can ever replace that kind of like contact like with people touching the puppets and playing with it I think Farscape did it best yeah Yeah. they had had Henson shop behind they had the Henson shop so yeah it kicked ass but they had two main characters on that show that Mm -hmm. were puppets yeah Yeah. and I love the story that Ben Browder tells about uh, his kids coming to the set his kids are like I don't know five or Uh something like that and they would walk up to Rigel which Mm -hmm. was the little the little puppet And the the person running him also did the voice. So he's behind something, talking to the kids through the puppet. (laughs) And the kids are just like, oh, hi, uh, Hi, whatever, Rigel. And and the kids got used to meeting this guy through the puppet. And then when they (laughs) met him in real life without the puppet, they were very confused. Like, who are you, strange man? Why are you talking to us? (laughs) But, But I don't know. I just think that I don't think... Do you think it's ever going to get... I mean, there's motion capture, so you can capture someone's performance... But will it ever get to the point where you can have like two, an intimate connection between like a real life person and a CGI character? I think because of motion capture, it's possible. Particularly if Andy Circus okay. is involved. Right. Yeah. It's pretty um, much only an Andy Circus. You know, if you've got real yeah. actors and the motion capture is that good, and they're both doing it. I think it's possible. Hmm. But then again, you know, we see it in the the uh, newer Star Wars trilogy where we have CGI Yoda. <laughs> Instead right, yeah. of mm. Puppet Yoda, yeah. not this good. Let's move on to Lady Hawk. <laughs> I was there for that. You were there I for that, I championed the Lady and the Hawk <laughs> and the Wolf and the Man. There, there was some, questions, there was some questions and concerns that of possible animal cruelty. Yes. Um, I, I since then have done extensive research on the internet as much as you can, trying to find any kind of hint, even a hint, that there may have been some. And there may have been some, but... I just want to clear up that we're not accusing anyone of doing anything. Because we don't um, actually know, but we're and, certainly And going suspicious. back and watching yeah. the footage now, it kind of looks fake, the bird. Okay. In, in each of the shots where it's... Were you on that podcast? Yeah, yeah Jack was Yes, on I was that on that one. one. And you yeah, have the Blu-ray, so you could actually go back. Version. I was looking at YouTube clips. But, hours um, of entertainment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. There, there was, I have to say, looking at it in the in the Blu-ray, the, the stuff that concerned us about the bird, certainly, uh, there was a stiffness 
to mm. it that that made me wonder okay maybe maybe not but it, in the course of what we were talking about that uh, for that recording I, I i it wasn't enough to really be sure but i've looked at a couple of those since and i'm not sure now yeah so mm. there, there's I, certainly wiggle room and doubt yeah there's wiggle room and doubt and and also i i mean i'm not here accusing i'm just saying no. as as someone who does animal training and some filmmaking and kind of knows what mm. is needed to get performances from particularly animals that are usually wild but can be tamed like birds and mm. all of that yeah um that there you know there's probably some taxidermy doubles and then some of the and mm. you know as they say, strap on prosthesis. Yes. Um, but there was definitely some oh question. Yeah. There was. Then it got I think. Yeah. Sexy. I think a lack a lack of someone complaining about it doesn't mean it didn't yeah, happen. And right. I want to be clear. I want to be clear that I'm vague in my interpretation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah. there was um, absolute, and maybe this is a future broadcast, but there was absolute public PR nightmare lawsuit backlash for another movie because right. yes. of the deaths of animals and that was the Beastmaster. Yeah, yeah, so that yeah. is that oh. is fact in the yes. legal world. So it definitely yes. happens. It can occur yeah. when movies and are not it, pro- it may happen shot in the and US. not be reported. Exactly. And so that we just don't so, know. Yeah. And maybe it's up to individual people with their own copies of the Lady yeah. Hockey to figure it out. But I still <laughs> and, stand and by the movie anyone, in general. If yes. anyone involved I, in the production would like to come forward. Now we should take that footage of the bird falling and turn it into a kind of Zapruder thing. Yeah, yeah. Like, which, like how many angles, like let, let, let's let's analyze how Sasquatch yes. is walking through the yes. falling hog frame. And... I, for one, do not buy the single arrow theory. <laughs> well, That's, uh, oh, the Christmas special. If specials. anyone wants to say anything about, uh, what did we do? We did I, Rudolph and... Uh... Charlie and Charlie Brown, Brown and mm. the Grinch. And I have a follow-up on Charlie Brown oh. because we were talking about how, you know, it's kind of weird it is for the time. It's so dark and anti-commercial, all that. <laughs> and, you know, reading stuff on it afterward, it's like, yeah, CBS wasn't super happy with it when they got yeah. it. There was, I mean, there was the, I don't know what the budget was, but it was very tiny, mm-hmm. as we see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, you know, there was a relatively quick production, I think, too. As yeah. we see. As but yeah, CBS got it, and thought, no, this is depressing and crap. And they didn't want to. I think they didn't want it, but there was some reason they couldn't pull out of airing because they already started the marketing campaign for it mm-hmm. and already had ads out for it, so they couldn't not show it. Yeah. And then they show it, and fifty percent of the country watches it. You know, yes. right? And then, just because, big, yeah. yeah. But it looked like you know they they couldn't cancel it, but they were certainly leaning toward never doing any more. But then. Yeah. It was huge, so yeah. so they got over that. And what was really awesome was that jacked up Christmas tree. Yeah, <laughs> that, well, that that's that's like the the trope that lives forever yeah, is the sad so Charlie cute. Brown. Like you go oh, shopping yeah, for your yeah. Christmas tree, and you're like, "Where's the Charlie Brown tree?" Yes. Yeah. yes, I also found out that yeah, up to that like the late fifties, early sixties, aluminum trees were huge. Yeah, people loved them. Oh yeah, and mm-hmm. after this show aired, people didn't love them they so much real anymore. Trees so. Again. <laughs> so power to the people and stuff. I guess I don't know. Okay, that's it. We're all cut up with uh, our podcast to date. Um, We've got many more to come. Mm -hmm. Um, Would you like to know? I'd like to continue, but I think some of our guests have to leave. So I want to take a short break and then come back with more. Cool, okay. All right, and we'll go to the extended web version. Thanks for joining us, Dana and Mary Ellen. Thanks, We'll see you soon. Thanks, Robbie and Tim and Danny and Jack. Happy New Year, podcast fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We are now going to take a seamless pause. Seamless. Seamless editing pause.
Okay, cut. Cut now. <laughs> don't remember what we were saying before. Oh my god, they disappeared. Where'd wow. They go? Wow, they have powers. I, I just remembered. Robot and Frank. Oh yeah. That was this year? I'm not sure if it was this year or last year. I don't know. We, we I it saw too. it this year. Yes, yes, so. yes. Has yes. anyone else seen that? It's on Netflix No, wanted now. to, didn't see it. Really okay. good. Yeah, it's really it's streaming on Netflix now, so if you have it, oh, at okay. least as, yeah. as of this recording. Yeah. It now is. I'm thinking more things that may or may not be this year, but are great little indie films. Yeah. Um, what is the weird title? The weird. Aubrey Plaza. Oh, oh, oh. Um, Safety Not Guaranteed. Safety Not Guaranteed yes. is really good, too. Yes. Oh, it's it's really with you. Safety Not Guaranteed, it's hard to describe without spoiling it. Yeah. But it seems like it's going to be a rom-com, but it's not necessarily. And... It's really well acted and written and yeah. fun. Like it very much. Yes. <laughs> um, okay. So let's cover our voting. Oh, okay. Uh, For the podcast? Okay. Yeah. Um, or should we do that at the end? No. Okay. We'll <laughs> voting for <laughs> no, what? The vote's always at the end. Um, <laughs> well, no, we're just discussing the Okay. Now. Okay. So here's how we stand on the podcast so far as far as old V Gold at this point in the season, at the end of the calendar year. Um, we have six golds, Ooh. five olds, and three splits. <gasps> wow. So, so the experiment so far tells us nostalgia sometimes hold and holds and sometimes it does not. Yep. Hmm. Six, five, and three is the score so far. Wow. That's pretty damn close. Yeah. It's um, better than I would have expected. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. You kind of think that you would always, it would always just not hold up, but. Yeah, we've had, yeah. let's see, we've had... But we've been picking the better of the bunch, I think. <laughs> we've had four unanimous golds. Four. Four. Unanimous. Okay. Four unanimous golds. Ferris Bueller's Day Off, Gremlins, um, How the Grinch Stole Christmas, and The Last Starfighter. Okay. And we've had two unanimous olds. Red Dawn, I'm guessing, is one of Oh, them. you're right, three. Three oh, unanimous okay. olds. Yes, I didn't see it, because I only had three people, so I didn't see it. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, we've had three unanimous olds, which are Red Dawn... And the never-ending story. Yes. And Rudolph. Rudolph, yes. Okay. Oh, okay. Oh, wait, you said yes. the never-ending story was... It did. It did not fare well among oh, us. Oh, you bastards. <laughs> oh, you guys are terrible. <laughs> imagine how history would be different if Danny was on that oh, podcast. I am, <laughs> oh. I am so going to... But Danny, be... when did you see it last? Like, probably two, three years oh, ago. okay. Okay. Well, there you go. I'll revisit every once in a while, trust me. Is, <laughs> that movie is hilarious. And well, hilarious. I can't deny that. <laughs> See, again, I think we have the... Yeah, it definitely was fun to watch, but not for the right reasons. <laughs> but also, it's, it's a children's movie. I know, I mean, but... But yeah, you guys say that about Phantom One. Giant statues with breasts hanging out. And oh my god, yeah, those... those a a those big vagina feet. that he walks yeah. into at the end. <laughs> And, and, and things crumbling. And then that giant turtle that sneezes you off of a tree. That thing was awesome. Everything about that movie is awesome. Watch it when you're on shrooms. It is. Oh, yes. Well, yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes. I'm just advocating for like multiple yes. drug use for movie screenings. Uh, Hidden Deadly Productions does not condone the use of it. Can you just get a button for that? Can we get a soundboard? Hey, no, that's just... I'll make a recording and just have it ready whenever Dan is on. <laughs> now, uh, interestingly, I, I, well, hopefully, interestingly, I didn't see Never Ending Story until I was in my 20s. Yeah, me too. And uh, 
And it it did nothing for me. Yeah. Absolutely nothing. So it, that one aged out pretty quickly, mm. I think, for those who, who were not touched by it as young men. <laughs> touched. <laughs> touched by the shrooms. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we wanted to discuss web series that we've seen this year. Okay. So one that comes to mind to me... Uh, well, there's the video game High School. Uh, yeah. Um, that was this year, yeah. Well, so, well season, season two was this year, this year yes. uh, which I, I liked which I more was than a, season one, yes, actually. I thought it was a big improvement on season yeah. one. So I didn't see all season two, but I need to go back and rewatch yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying it much more than season one. Yeah, there's less episodes, but each one is longer this season, so... Um, they do more character development this this time around. Yeah. I think there's less it's gameplay. I think less and, formula. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think you'll enjoy. Yeah. But so, it, it it keeps the comedy is really good. I, I really enjoy yeah. Brian Frenzy's uh, production. Humor. Production value is still high. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. 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 yeah definitely. Um. On, on the uh, let's see what else is there. There's uh, whatever this is from the makers of um, the outs. The outs. Thank yes. you. Yes. That's uh, that's another good one. What is what did we see recently? Uh, professional friend. Yes, is yes, one we are yes. like that needs yeah. more love from. Yes, it does. The YouTube people go it's, go it's, and watch it. It's funny. Yeah, it's really it's you know a little rough around the edges sometimes technically, but just in the like leads, the first episode, the I leads think. are really good. Yeah, um, the writing is really good, and you know it's kind of an odd concept. the The premise is that a guy decides the only thing he's guild at is being a friend so he tries to turn that into his job but it winds up not that not really being the point yeah as you go mm-hmm. into the series it's yeah. like it kind of develops tangents and <laughs> um and it's pretty funny and it's like it's not like it's not you know you'll be quoting lines from this for days funny it's just warm funny yeah you know it's yeah. like it's like one of the most optimistic yeah it's feel good which i choose that works that usually means it's crap but yeah. in this case it isn't <laughs> so, um, <laughs> anyway. anyone else see anything web series i don't really watch no uh, it's any, the wave of the future i, I don't watch anything on, <laughs> it's the um, wave of the future uh, <laughs> I I watch porn on the internet every once in a while. <laughs> that's so that's 1995. It. What? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, he's watching it on disc. I'll, 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 <laughs> I've been waiting. To, I, I just haven't had time to to watch like Orange Is the New Black. Oh, oh, we should. Yeah, we'll, we'll see now. So I was about to ask the question: oh. At what point? Will web series become something people watch as normally as they do TV? But now, thanks to Netflix, we have that middle ground. Yeah, where that's happening. That, that's the so yeah, it's right really the Amazon line between TV it. and web TV is harder yeah. to break down now. So mm-hmm. I should also mention because Mary Ellen and Dana, who had to disappear partway through the podcast, also wanted to put a big full vote if we talked about TV for Orange is the New Black. Which Let's talk about TV okay. then. Now. Okay. okay. Well, let me throw in real quick. Uh, this is a nascent web series, um, and they are, they're in the middle of, of trying to get this thing running, um, but it's called Grace and Earth One. Uh, oh. Following the, the adventures of, of Richard Grayson, uh, <laughs> had he never been a uh, protege to, to, to Bruce Wayne. And uh, the, uh, oh, they did a 16-minute yeah. pilot, oh. and it was pretty good. Uh, I, I contributed to the, uh, to the oh, Kickstarter. Cool. I think it was on Kickstarter. It might have been a different donate. Oh, it, I'm sorry. It was on Indiegogo. Okay. Um, so he got my money regardless. Mm-hmm. 
of whether they reached the uh, the match or not. But uh, it, it was an interesting take. I, I enjoyed it. I'm very protective of the character of, of Dick Grayson, so uh, you have to do it well for me to like it, and I, I really liked it. Um, he's... It's kind of like you know, Dick Grayson as a rock and roll motorcycle guy. Uh, but I think it's got a lot of potential. And if they end up going to series, uh, I, I, something to look out for, maybe even uh, this uh, this uh, coming year of, of 14. Uh, uh, the guy behind it is named uh, Hisani Johnson. And um, yeah, I, I, I enjoyed the uh, enjoyed the, the pilot episode. Uh, look it up. Uh, Grayson Earth 1. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, television. Yep. What have we seen in 2013? Well, so we, uh... Danny and Mary Ellen brought up Orange is the New Black. Have okay. you watched it, Danny, yet? I haven't seen okay. it yet. Okay. No. No, no me either. Yeah. That's like, we watched, we've watched the first two episodes. Yeah. And for me, and also Breaking Bad falls into this category oh. for me. I understand that it's really good. I see the quality. I see where they're going. I appreciate the craft and the effort, but I'm not, it's not propelled. It's not quite the same because... With Breaking Bad, you know, I, you know, I saw the main character as an antagonist from episode yeah, one yeah. on, so mm. I don't want to spend fifty hours with this guy, no matter <laughs> how well it's written. But you did. You, you got, got something. Out I of watched that. the. I mainlined it through Netflix, uh, all the way up to. I, I almost got caught up with the show by the time it finished. Yeah. So I was like just starting the fifth season when the fifth season second half ended and the show yeah. was wrapped. Yeah, you um, still had to like endure avoiding spoilers yes, for like two yeah. weeks or so. But um, yeah, oh, and Orange is the New Black isn't quite that way with me. It's like it's nothing antagonizes me about it. But it's just no. like I, I see that it's really well done. I kind of appreciate it, but nothing makes me want to go. There's n- yeah. I never oh let's watch episode three and Six Feet hmm. Under was the same way. We watched the first yeah. season of that and we're never yeah. even though we thought it was good. Yeah, we were never compelled nothing really to move on. Say, yeah. And I think it's yeah. just more a personal taste thing than anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, um, I so mean, I liked, that. I liked, um, um, wow. Drawing a blank. Breaking bad. Yes. <laughs> um, and, and, and even though the character, he, he turned out pretty evil. I, has anyone else seen it? No, I, I haven't watched okay. it at all. I watched some of it, but, <clears throat> yeah. but I didn't really follow it now. Yeah. I, I mean, he's, he's pretty, pretty manipulative. He, he does very evil things, especially by the time the fifth season starts. Yeah, super super evil things. Yeah, mm. and I think, and that's definitely one of the big goals of the series is that to reverse, you know, to have our protagonist gradually become possibly our antagonist, right? Yeah. And I really really admire that. It's a cool idea from all accounts and even the episodes I saw, well executed. Yeah. But I don't want to spend time watching that. <laughs> but sure. it re- I found it really depressing. I found it to be a really depressing show. Yeah, and, and but oh, man, I really liked the way it was shot. Yeah, 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 and directed, and there's lots of little um, clues and hints. Not not that it was a mystery, but I mean, there's there's little things like, all right, the main character he has cancer, so his brother-in-law, who's a DEA agent, is in the office and he's holding up a a can for money for donations, mm-hmm. and it's got Walt, mm-hmm. the main character's picture, yeah. on it, and he's holding it up. But behind him mm-hmm. is what they think the network of bosses for the drug ring is, mm-hmm. right? Oh. right? 
And so he's holding up this canister saying, donate oh, right. if you can. And he's holding it up so that it's positioned at the top. <laughs> right? That, and uh, I mean, that that's just one example of just hundreds of, of yeah. really cool things in that show that yeah. I really enjoyed. And maybe yeah. that's what kept me going. I don't know. Yeah. It's the same with The Walking Dead. Yeah. I love The uh, Walking Dead. Sure. Um, I, I don't, I, I have to question, is it rewatchable? I don't know, because one of the things I like most about it is nobody's safe. Yeah, we've had this discussion. This is a good, because at some point I want to talk about trends we like and don't. And I'm definitely, I think we have peaked on the nobody's safe trend in quality drama. Hmm. Because at some part of the reason, one of the reasons I don't want to watch The Walking Dead (laughs) is if nobody's safe, why bother getting involved with anybody? Well, uh, I've been watching Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the source material of it is every... 30 pages yes. somebody's dead. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So yeah, yeah. we like that. We like Game of Thrones. So, so here's the difference with Game of Thrones though. They're like there's still like like two characters in Game of Thrones that if they die, I'm probably out. It's the same with Walking Dead. Okay. If uh Daryl or um Glenn are gone, uh I just there's no reason to watch it. Anymore. Yeah. But so I think that so what's the difference one might ask me between those two shows for me? One is Walking Dead. I'm just zombies. I don't care. Um, but Thank it does give me. You. I watched. I watched one, and ah. it actually like gave me. I'm turning off so all your mics. Well, that's actually hey. Hey. In, in. Well, if we take a look at popular culture, um, you know, and and horror, where those two communities meet, um, you, you have like the the death, the overkill, no pun intended, of right. the vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, right. through Twilight, through uh, mm. uh, True Blood. Just shit like that, and then it, 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 those of us who are really into horror, mm-hmm. um, zombies in the last decade have, again, no pun intended, but mm-hmm. overkill, overkill yeah. the fucking zombies, yeah, yep. and yeah, just everything from like how to survive the zombie apocalypse, right. books to yeah, yeah, Walking yeah. Dead, <laughs> World War Z, just yeah. like yeah, the revitalization of the zombie film. Uh, or the zombie genre and and how it's oversaturated the market in this way that it's just like eh, who gives a fuck anymore even i as a horror fan so, am like so i have so many picks to uh, to I, I get to have so many picks as far as like zombie media that i don't care for any of it yeah sure. so in like hold the whole head the head film festival the latest version is there still is there a lot of zombies in that? Is oh my that god! Kind of this year there still, were so oh. many, like more so. Last year there weren't that much, but this mm-hmm. year there was like, I felt like there were so many reanimate the mm-hmm. dead or the the undead, and then very few of them did something interesting mm-hmm. with, with that. In fact, yeah, I, I just remember thinking, oh my god, just another zombie film. Like these people who are uninspired <laughs> need to stop. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. That may be the only difference between the two because Game of Thrones I'm into, uh, even though it has the same problem and risk. You know, it's like yeah, if anyone can die, so why am I getting involved? And but and also it's also weirder because Game of Thrones there are a lot of characters by season three that we had this year that I just don't give a crap of. There are way, way too many old surly white men with beards. You know, it's <laughs> like and I don't I can barely tell them apart, and I'm not that interested in them. So embarrassing. But something about the mix, something about the balance of how much is going on hold yeah. keeps me going yeah. um so you know we'll see the same situation where if like a couple there are a couple of characters against throne the they get out, out, out 
Yeah. I'm probably will lose total interest. Who are those characters? Um, spoilers. Um, those characters <laughs> would be Danny. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the world sure. would, would, would revolt um, if Daenerys died. Yes. And um, Tyrion. Sure. That's Tyrion. Yeah. Tyrion. Yeah. 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 So oh, it's, yeah. I just so they're the, yeah. I love I, I I'm in love with his acting. He's he's just he's so good. Yeah. 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 That, oh yeah. yeah. If Dinklage if he lo- if he went, it would be like well, <laughs> not that it, no one else is that good, but I mean he he does some really great subtle things that I really like. So yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I for the first time last night for the first time watched uh, Elf as a matter of fact yeah. and he has one scene in that oh wow and yeah. and he's superb I mean it, <laughs> it, 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 it could have been just a throwaway joke thing which you know so much of that movie really kind of is um, <laughs> it, funny I, I enjoyed it but it's never going to be a classic but yeah Peter Dinklage is in one scene and I'm riveted for you know just the, the very brief three, three and a half minutes that he's on screen and the choices he's making, the very deliberate things he's doing, mm-hmm. just superb. Yeah. Yeah. Here's, here's what I think is a big difference. Game of Thrones is about a fantasy world, right? So I'm yeah. not too, I don't have stakes oh, in it. Yeah, With yeah. Walking Dead, one thing that really gets me it's, is like, it's set in our world and it's all gone to hell, right? So I have a real hard time caring about these 12 people in the prison <laughs> because who are they and civilization's over and they're not going to fix it. So, right. so you also, first you give me that, I have trouble getting involved with these 12 people when the world is over, and then any of these 12 people could die any week. And it's mm. like, this is not fun for me. <laughs> sure. So, you know. <laughs> I enjoy it. But um, maybe it's kind of a self-torture well, you thing. Well, you enjoy, you, but you enjoy the action and the suspense more than I do. Yeah. You know, those are things you're generally drawn toward more anyway. Yeah. So. Yeah. Any other TV um, shows? Uh, uh, we love Bob's Burgers. Oh, yes. Bob's yes. Burgers. Yes, thoroughly yeah. enjoyed. Yes, I think it's still underappreciated. Yeah. Um, but it's it changing. Is. That's changing. I haven't been able to catch up on it. Oh. I, but I did start watching it from season, from the first season yeah. okay. on, on your guys' recommendations. Yes. Yeah, and it doesn't. It, it wrapped up pretty quick, too. It was pretty solid, pretty. Yeah, yeah. Did they instantly. end the series? No, it's still oh, going. No, no, no. It's still Just, going. He, he means it got, it got its solid core... Like, I think the early episodes yeah. are already strong. You know, it, yeah. a lot of new shows need development time. And, you know, Simpsons was like that. Even the first yeah. half, six episodes were kind of rough. And then they hit season two and it's gold. Yeah. It stays that way for, depending a on while. your point of view, five to nine seasons. <laughs> and it's still going 85 seasons. And later. now it's, it's just oh, it's painful just un- oh, it's, it's, it's beyond mediocre. It's just awful. Simpsons. It's just Although, terrible. Uh, what else? I'm trying to think. We, we're watching the robot TV? and robot what? cop show, and uh, yeah, no. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well, you know, so far for me, um, this year and and really the last couple of years, it's been about starting shows and them not grabbing me. Yeah. I was excited for Agents of Shield, and I've seen two episodes, <laughs> um, or as I'm calling it, Marvel's Agents of Z. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and the thing is, it's 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 all about. It's a Joss Whedon show. It's got the Joss, the Joss Whedon bones, the structure to it. Yeah. Oh. And then he left, and other people are writing it. Mm-hmm. And it's much like the West Wing. Uh, after the creative force is gone, or if the creative force is never really there in this case, mm-hmm. uh, you're never going to get that magic you were looking for. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's probably what's happening. And also in that um, camp community. 
Oh yes, yes, <laughs> it's yes. coming back. Another and and what are we feeling? I mean, I'm, I'm I'm excited. I was I was I was and you know I was prepared to be dubious, you know, just because can it be the same show again after he was gone for a year? And also yeah. the fact this in season five anyway, and that's kind of when any show is aging. Right. By season five. But everything I've heard about, you know, reviewers have gotten three episodes and they're all raving and they're all saying it feels like the old show again. Good. Good. Yeah. Okay. Say, yeah. So the other thing I tried that was a new fall show that I hope would be really, really good uh, is Brooklyn Nine-Nine, oh, which yes. is the police okay. sitcom from the people that, who make Parks and Rec, which I love. Is that Andy Samberg? That's Andy Samberg, yeah. and that's the problem. Yes. Brooklyn yeah, Nine-Nine I, I instantly. I it, it. Brooklyn, no, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, right off the bat, has a fantastic supporting cast yes. that they know how to write with. They work in any combination. It's really remarkable. There's a lot of laughs, but then at the center, there's a big... Andy Samberg shaped hole and um, that's not getting better after nine ten episodes yeah it's really the show more than any show I've ever thought of this is a show that needs to lose its lead the <laughs> lead I mean yeah it's really disheartening and they haven't I mean they could still fix it I guess but they have to change his character severely to yeah. fix it he's just you know what you would expect and it's not that entertaining for people yeah. over 13 but Andre Brower is fantastic Andre Brower is awesome he yeah. is so good yeah as the uh, first gay openly gay police chief I think or he's supposed to be in whatever yeah where, in where are they they're in Brooklyn Brooklyn that's, that's why right, it's called yeah. Brooklyn which I still think he's the same character from his uh, from Homicide. That's funny to think. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> he even mentioned in an episode that he came from. Um, oh crap! Uh, where were they set? I forgot already. <laughs> but I remember hearing him say it. Um, oh, in Homicide, that was Baltimore. 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 Yeah. yeah, he said he came from Baltimore, and I thought, oh my god, he he, he is the same character. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That would be awesome. But anyway, um, um, and that's when I first saw him was in Homicide, and I really liked that show. And we should go, yeah. we should do that for the podcast. I think. Sometime. Yeah, that'd be cool because I've never seen it. So, yeah. um, but other things we love that have been lovable for years, Archer. You know, we still oh yes, still Archer's so, coming back. And... Um, I sort of want to mention Orphan Black. Yeah, okay. just because it's so interesting. Have you? Who else has seen Orphan Black here? I've seen Damn. a couple episodes, uh -huh. and it, it 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 was interesting and. It wasn't enough to bring me back, but sure. I, I, I find that whenever I, I see something in the press about it, it's like, oh, you know, maybe I should go, maybe I should go back and give it another shot. Yeah. The entire strength of or Orkin, Orphan Black, or Orkin Black, which is about a um, pest control service on the dark side of the law. But um, or awesome. Orphan Black, um, it's all about the lead actress whose yeah. name I'm blanking on because it's complex. Um, yeah. We should but look at that. She's fantastic. She's and great. She plays all these characters, and they're very different. And they're all very different. All very and different. her housewife is my favorite character. She's just so yes. wacky. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing that bugs me about Orphan Black, and this is a trend, I'm trying to segue in the topic of trends we would like to see end or continue. Danny's, uh. Danny's brought up one. Um, so Orphan Black, and they get to episode ten, and it's the season finale, and they kind of have this sort of cliffhanger built on. Oh, we've discovered. A new level of big bad. Yes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, this would have been a 10 episode finite series. This would have been awesome. Yeah. Where they had a goal, they had a point, and they wrap it up. It would have been awesome. Now it's just going to be layer upon layer of, oh, who's the bad guy now? 
And I already don't know if I even want to watch season two for that reason. This is the same thing that destroyed Burn Notice for us. Sure. I mean, Burn Notice, you know, very light thing. But yeah, it's like it got just, yes. It's like the arc that would never end, you know. He's the big bad. No, the guy from Scrubs is the big bad. No, (laughs) there's another person. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, oh, just wrap it up. So that's a trend I would like to see end. Or the the trend I'd like to see begin is the notion of limited series. We're sure. going to do 12 yes. episodes, and that's the whole story. Yeah. I understand. See, but I think that's coming. I think that's absolutely coming. I mean, we've had so much influence from uh, BBC uh, yeah, in yeah. the last few years where you can do that. It's like, yeah, you know yeah. what? We're going to do four. And yes. maybe we'll come back. Maybe we'll see how we feel. Yeah. Um, and then also with what's happening with, with Netflix and, and some of the other yeah. online yeah. streaming, uh, I think we're going to – that actually might be where Netflix ends up – doing something mm. really wonderful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I would yeah. actually agree with that, simply because uh, you, you brought up the BBC and yeah. its influences. I think that's the one thing is uh, America has always been a country of excess. <laughs> yes. Right? Let's just let's do yes. everything but, like, mm. bigger and heartier right. and more yeah. gravy. Mm. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but that's the But, whole yeah, everywhere structure. else in the world, like, Television series last a single season. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like telenovelas, uh, they they it's one story, one mm-hmm. season, yeah. x amount of episodes, and then of course we we took it and we stuck our 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 red, white, and <laughs> star, uh, our stars and stripe sticks in it, uh, yeah. and and turned right. like Ugly Betty into <laughs> a serial. You know, yes. like. Mm-hmm. Um, spanning multiple seasons. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, but yeah, I remember when I was living in Japan dramas over there which are crazy popular yeah last one season mm-hmm. and if you're that popular if you're that popular maybe maybe you'll get a second season yeah yeah or maybe you'll get a next generation treatment and it's your children yeah who are oh, who, or yeah. or you know or the office uh is now gonna fo- you're gonna follow the storylines of different characters in yeah. the same office building yeah, instead yeah. um oh. Yeah. But I, I, I think um, I, I definitely agree with Jack. Like, I think that's a direction that maybe, you know, Netflix and, and not just Netflix. I feel like actually television is going to start um, moving in that direction. We got a little bit of a taste of that, say, with American Horror Story. Yeah. yeah. Where okay. It's, okay. that is a serial. Yeah. Multiple seasons. But the cast is rotating. Mind right. you, we have mm-hmm. some core cast members who return. But... Okay. They know that the attention span, mm-hmm. uh, actually, it's not even just the attention span of the American public. I think it's just they know that the strength of the writing mm-hmm. can only take it so far right. in which all of a sudden your characters and the story and the world that you created mm-hmm. could potentially come back and, and help destroy your ability to to relate to the audience in a positive manner. So let's reboot, so to speak, completely, and let's give you something that exists within the same universe Uh Yeah. so that the signature and the essence of the series that you grew to love is Mm. still there, but we're reducing the risk of, you know, creating stale characters or possibly destroying your cherished memories of these characters that you love. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that Hollywood thinks that the show is the business, right? Well, sure. We have a popular thing. We have to keep it going because that's the business. Mm-hmm. Whereas these other places are 
the production company is the business and we make it's it's more art it's more artistic in that we want to be creative and make new things mm-hmm. instead of well we found something popular this is now this is the money maker you know what i mean yeah, yeah. It, it 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 becomes yeah. a business in itself mm-hmm. in hollywood whereas well the industry is risk averse yes so exactly. they assume that if yeah. something works it will continue to work but yeah that's not necessarily true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And in fact, history says it's not true. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. So I would like to see that trend. Hmm. The trends I would like to see in are adaptations of young adult genre novels. <laughs> yes. But, oh, well, first well, I would like to see, so I, would like to, I would like to see the publication of things besides young adult job, genre <laughs> novels. That would be nice. But, um, um, and found footage. Oh, I'm so sick oh, of found footage. We, we, we mentioned yeah. uh, the Europa, Europa report, report, which is a little like a sort of indie sci-fi play. And basically that <laughs> was what could have been a decent hard science exploration story ruined by doing it the found footage way. It's touted mm. as hard science because they take a long time to get somewhere and they use spinning to create gravity. Well, yeah. But Everything so. else is kind of like... <laughs> It, nobody acts like an astronaut. No, no this. one acts like an astronaut. Nobody. It's true. And then it ends on the most laughable ending oh, I've seen in so movie. It's so stupid. Just, just a stupid, stupid Unbelievably <laughs> stupid. So I don't want to so spoil it. Spoiler name. alert. Yeah, I don't know why I don't want to spoil it because it's terrible. But and, and some people like it. So, I mean, io9 put it in their top I know, 10. And it's like, and no, it's terrible. But And going on <laughs> the, the same thing about it being hard science. Okay, most creatures in the known universe... <laughs> Will run away from unknown things. Yes, yes, and not strange stalk things. Them. Not, not <laughs> try to capture and eat them yes. or whatever. Yes. So anyway, anyway. So, but that, yeah, found yeah. footage. No, let's not spread that to other jobs. There's something so. else coming out soon that it's like a time travel. Teens discover time travel yeah. and screw things up. Blah, blah. We, it's also a time. It's also the found footage. No, well, yeah, but <laughs> time to reboot that. No, yeah. uh, um. we could actually actually stop time travel as far as I'm concerned because I think it's uh, been overdone and yeah. and ruined mainly mm. by recent Doctor Who. But oh well, Doctor Who. Let's. That's another thing. That's that could be a whole thing. We could definitely yeah, we do a get whole into block, debates. Yeah, we could do a whole thing on that. Let's don't now. Um, yeah. <laughs> but anyway, you guys can pit like separate Doctor Who's against. <laughs> Yeah, well, we could, but it's not even totally about that. It's like it's creative, yeah, not fair. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I don't um, want to end on a on a downer. No. Uh, what else? What we do got? you all want to see more of? I want to see more um, positive outlook. Like the thing I'm missing in Star Trek is the let's solve a problem or a mystery thing. Like hmm. the the movies have. Uh, the last two Star Trek films, and actually the last three Star Trek films, mm. if you count yeah. Nemesis, yeah. Oh, God. have the same <laughs> have the same exact plot. Uh-huh. The same yeah. exact plot. Something bad happens to some guy. He gets pissed off and tries to blow up the Earth or whatever, or tries to yeah. kill billions of people. Uh-huh. Same thing in yeah. all three films. And that's another yeah. reason why I don't like the reboots is because they got the same plot. Well, yeah. what do you want more of? Having to grab I a want, whale? <laughs> I want and and does anybody remember maybe that we'll movie? do oh, yeah. this maybe oh, yeah. we'll do oh, this yeah. in Love a couple it. of episodes. But I want something more along the lines of Star Trek: The Motion Picture, where they're solving a mystery. Sure. They're investigating Sorry, I just an to unknown the damn whale. They, they may be the whale. Okay, but that's a good that's a good point though. 
there's no there's no evil there's this thing that's trying to communicate and it doesn't realize for some reason it doesn't realize it's destroying the oceans <laughs> That okay, was a terrible stupid, movie. Oh. That one was a no, terrible no, no, movie. No, no, no. I like oh. it. We'll do that on oh, the podcast shots fired. to see how it holds up. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, there's no villain in that, really. They're just trying to solve a problem. They make a, a point about, um, you know, killing off species. Yeah, that was an episode. That was just a, that was a episode <laughs> that was given a feature length film well, that's... time. I, know, I think you're describing Star Trek V. <laughs> oh, let us not speak of Star Trek V. I don't even Sometimes own a copy of that. It has to be brought one. up. Really? Huh? Yes, it's it's that bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, now now we're on a bad note again. No. We need a high oh, note. Okay. Danny, what do you want to see? I more like of? puppies. Yes, Danny, what do you want to see more? Of? Um, more cowbell. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what I want. I, I, I oh my god! I, I actually. Hmm. I, I want to see. Le- I want more of less crap. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let me think about that. Jack. Yeah. Hopefully, I'll. Well, uh, you know, it always comes down to you know, just tell me the story, um, and I think so much of what is deemed quality mm-hmm. uh, ends up just being a bunch of buzzwords. You know, yeah, yeah. It, you know yeah. this is character driven or we really delve into the you know whatever the thing we're delving into this week is i just tell a story it's it, it's really that simple and the story doesn't have to be something that is a, a, a transformational or or entirely new maybe what i'd like to see is is new voices I guess, mm-hmm. uh, because we're going to keep telling the same six or 12 or 18 stories. And the thing that makes it interesting is the new vision. So let's get some more voices out there. Let's start to see some people who haven't had uh, a turn behind the camera yeah. get to do this stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, that that's that's mine. I think that's a big reason why we're going to watching web series and, you know. Sure. And things like that, because yeah. that's where it's happening. Is yeah. People are coming up with stuff that you hadn't seen before. And, and with that, there's like hundreds of lightsaber battles mm-hmm. yeah. on, on YouTube. <laughs> but but you can wade through that and find the, the good stuff. Yeah. Actually, you know, to just piggyback off of what Jack was saying, I think what I look forward to... In terms of a good story, um, and, and I'm going to revisit topics that we brought up earlier in the podcast, which is, let's say, what I'm looking forward to in remakes or reboots, because unfortunately, they're not going to go away. I guess. They're, they're, those things are here to stay, mm. I think. Um, so if, if folks are going to be reimagining mm-hmm. um, these stories that we understand uh, or are familiar with... Yeah is to actually be really critical about how is this story different and how is it going to make us rethink about the general motifs or the themes in it, but from a contemporary perspective. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I'm looking at Carrie, the the remake, and mm-hmm. for anybody who, who saw that one, it didn't do that much different than the original movie that had, you know, Sissy Spacek in it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, mind you, that movie was awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> 
but it lightly touched on this idea of teenage bullying and how say technology mm-hmm. uh, has changed that environment mm-hmm. you know because uh the the whole bleeding in the shower plug it up plug it up uh, scene is actually recorded onto a cell phone and then it's uploaded onto youtube oh. but then outside of that they didn't really follow or or say more yeah. about that and and i thought oh. that was a that was a missed opportunity you know like what does a modern young person being bullied in high school look like and how does that so if you're going to remake and reboot something uh-huh. think critically and dynamically about how it's going to reflect our contemporary culture right back at us yeah to to critically look at it and see you know what is our some of the nastiness of what we're capable of but also mm-hmm. what are some of the contemporary concerns and and morals and and possibly like things that we need to reevaluate the direction yeah. that we're going in you know as as a popular consciousness yeah mm-hmm. i think yeah i think like sherlock kind of does that hmm um, sure yeah it has it has some writing problems which it shares with modern doctor who writing problems for much of the same reason but sometimes it's really good and but it always it, it's doing a good job of reinventing and making it fit now yeah and i haven't yeah. seen yeah. elementary i don't know if that does the same thing or not but uh, mm-hmm. um so it can be done yeah can be done and we need a wonder woman apparently yes. yeah we need more wonder Woman. i was gonna say generally that the trend we started mentioning earlier was we need more lead women yes being yeah, individuals <laughs> you know <laughs> you just mentioned elementary it's kind of like why can't you, you have lucy lou mm-hmm. why can't she be sherlock. sherlock yes instead of having to be watson yeah, yeah. why yeah. this yeah. this guy yeah why yeah i don't know i would have loved it if she was yeah sherlock. i mean i haven't seen it so i don't have an opinion of it but um had you watch one i have, i think i see part saw part of one it was you know i don't know i didn't see enough of it to really make a judgment so yeah i can't say um, um it might be good. I don't know. I, I... Yeah, that's a, that's a re- that's another way Orphan Black succeeds. Hmm. You know, it's many women are the lead of that no, show. Right. So, yes. you know. <laughs> sure. And we they're all more and they're them. all and they're all different, and none of them are templates. None of them are cutouts. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> so cool. Okay. Okay, I think that wraps up the podcast and the year. Another year. Wow. A new year dawns. Two thousand fourteen will be yes. better. Yes. Yeah? Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey! <laughs> Go to oldvgold.com to find more episodes and more information on this podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash hiddendeadly. We're also on Twitter at hiddendeadly. Also, please send us questions and comments through the Facebook page or Twitter with the hashtag oldvgold.